0: everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy.
1: And I'm Adrian, And it's August, bitches. It is! It's back-to-school season, really. So, I mean, what better way to celebrate August than with some academic horror, which we define as, like, horror that takes place in, like, a high school or university setting. And, again, what better month in August than to dive into a plethora of these types of films.
0: Also, shout out to Corey, because I feel like that's where we coined the uh, term academic horror
1: from. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the first time that I've really seen it. Because typically with films in horror that revolve around like teenagers or even like a college setting, like it's typically like a slasher thing. Like it's very prominent in slasher films within that sub-genre. But I think what we try to do did we? Hold on. Let me think about the movies we picked. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> we tried to, like, switch it up a little bit, even though maybe not do such slasher-oriented films and kind of mixed up this month. Technically, they can all be looked at as slasher films in a way, but, I mean, two of them are also, like, really demonic and supernatural. So, you know.
0: Yeah. hmm <laughs> Listen, we're... Doing our best out here. Honestly, I'm really excited for this month. I feel like it's going to be really fun. Um, I just celebrated my 10-year anniversary. Like, should have been my class reunion. Didn't fucking go. But oh, wow. it's been 10 years since I graduated from high school. So it's fun to take a little dive back into the... Into the thick of ...academics. It. <laughs> into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. I do want to bring up a tweet that you uh sent out earlier... Like, who, I don't know how to word it, but, like, who were you in high school?
1: Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if we're going to dive into, like, academic horror, yeah, let's talk about what we were like in high school. Uh, so, I mean, first and foremost, hated it. Hated high school. It right. It wasn't a joy to me. hmm Absolutely. <laughs> My senior year was
0: okay, but otherwise, miserable.
1: I really don't think I was, I never like really had like an awful time, I guess, in high school directly, just like overall where I was living and just.
0: <laughs> that Those years were a lot.
1: <laughs> just who I was interacting with, miserable, awful, like truly the source of like everything that is like wrong with me. Yeah. Because of the area that we were in. <laughs> I, have, I mean, it's true. It really yeah. is true. Like being a little. I mean, growing board,
0: up in the Bible Belt as.
1: A queer individual is wild. It's tough. It really is like an insane experience to have to live through. So high school, um, I think, kind of heading into high school, I was a little bit more self-aware. Like junior high was when I was like having the crisis of like realizing that I was gay and like going through it and like literally being like, "Why God? Why? Why me? Why do I have to be gay?" Because remember, I'd be like in the locker room looking at all the boys change back in junior high, and I was like, "Oh." Into this. Love this. (laughs) Yeah, hot. Yeah, Mm. run around, frolic. Yes, be free people, naked, love it. And so I was going through that crisis in junior high. So kind of transitioning from there to high school. At that point, I was like, oh, gay. Gay Gays can be. Lady Gaga was my everything by that point. I was in my room, like, fucking choreographing paparazzi on my own and, like, being crazy by high school standard or by high school time. So, like, heading into it, I was just, I was very... uh, bitchy, I guess, in high school. I mean, it's kind of carried over to the rest of my life, unfortunately. My defense mechanism has now molded You? Into... Bitchy? <laughs> my defense mechanism has molded into my personality in a way. Uh, but yeah, just super bitchy. So anytime anybody would come up to me and be like, are you gay? Do you like sucking dick? And I'd just be like... <laughs> i was like why the Aww. fuck does it matter or i'd be like why the fuck or i would just be like can you like leave me the fuck why would alone? you ask
0: me that literally right. that's
1: i would just be like can you leave me the fuck alone and like eventually they just realized there was like no point in like trying to pick on me because i just literally like just i didn't give a fuck so we didn't have by, time yeah so by high school time like the bullying and you know just like feeling i mean i mean it still hurt obviously but like the bullying wasn't really a thing because at that point i was just a bitch and I would constantly like if somebody said something stupid in class I would be the one with the snarky bitchy little comment and just be like you know oh somebody can't read or you know stuff like that I would be doing stuff like that and everybody just thought I was so funny I was so hilarious obviously the teachers love me teachers always love like little queer kids because they're the most like creative I would say a lot of the times uh, mm-hmm. so I mean I had a good time like it wasn't like awful people were awful in general like just the setting and everything was abysmal but i by the time high school rolled around i was just kind of everybody thought i was really funny everybody thought i was like really fun to be around even though i hated everybody (laughs) uh so it wasn't like miserable i did business professionals of america throughout high school so i was like designing websites yeah that's
0: what i was gonna ask you is like what like what what click did you fall into?
1: nothing girl my graduating class was like 18 people like 22 i think with online kids who just did online classes so there was no clicks everybody was just that was an option what the fuck (laughs) they were rodeo kids they like competed like like seriously in rodeo so they were just doing all their stuff okay
0: well i wouldn't be doing that but i'm down to be in my room depressed (laughs) as fuck still going to class um
1: but there wasn't there wasn't really any clicks everybody was just kind of there I mean obviously hung out with all the girls just all the girls I was always with and yeah I mean again it wasn't a good time I hated it there were still things that were said to me that of course just still stick with me obviously uh but yeah it wasn't like the worst I guess personally in terms of just like what I had to go through Uh, Mm -hmm. there was still a lot of mental stuff happening I was still of course like competing or like having a lot of issues with my self-identity anyways right uh but in terms of like everybody and their approach to me nobody tried it pretty much um how about you stormy
0: i just want to say i feel like i would have been terrified of you in high school
1: so no cool. you literally would not have i'm not again i mean i can come off as bitchy but my last intent is like to want to like actually make somebody cry unless they're doing something that is like making me cry or i feel like they're being rude to somebody else That's i was like that person you know if, if somebody else was being told something or somebody else was being made to feel uh insecure i would be like the first one to like say something
0: Yeah, the whole like "Mm, somebody can't read. I feel like at some point I would have caught that and just cried for months.
1: Okay, but if it's like some you know (laughs) cowboy calling me the f slur in the hall every now and then or whatever, I'm right. I'm gonna make them feel less than because why not? As you should. Mm -hmm. But yeah, (laughs) but Stormy in high school. Stormy in high school
0: was a creature. I don't. (laughs) She. I feel bad for the girl. <laughs> um she was a theater kid I mean I still am I don't know if that surprises anybody at all
1: Stormy can sing really well everybody
0: oh she can't That's she really can't mm-hmm.
1: she really does when we karaoke she's amazing stunning beautiful Stormy's a really great singer
0: into the tick of it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, just a nerdy little fucking theater kid, super emo, but like didn't know how to like dress emo. So she just looked ridiculous. Like I was that one kid that was like always wearing a fucking hoodie, even though it's like 98 degrees outside. Because like, And that insecure, I feel bad for her.
1: Same. Me and junior high. Junior high was that phase for me where like mm. legitimately was wearing a jacket like the biggest like south what is that brand south pole like the biggest south pole jackets oh, echo? remember echo <laughs> yeah I them in junior high like crazy i remember in high school one day you were girl, a fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> no ma'am i remember in high school i think it was my junior year maybe my senior year but i remember one time i went to high school and my high school was literally seventh grade to 12th grade we're all in one hallway we all had the same fucking teacher same English teacher same like literally New Mexico education like we all had the same teachers like we pretty much felt like we're being taught the same level for every grade but seventh to twelfth grade was in one hallway and then like kindergarten to sixth grade was in the other hallway and in the middle was our library and our office and that was it and then there's like the agriculture building out in the back and then like our gym but that's literally what it was so I remember one time I came to school in our one hallway thinking (laughs) For check walking down the hallway, I remember I went and I bought like gray skinny jeans, and then I went and bought like the most outrageous scarf. Like, it was like, I it was like checkered, I think, and like it was like obviously black and white and I had it dra- like casually draped over my shoulders and I had like this small little jack uh, like black jacket on and like a, I don't even know what type of t-shirt but I thought I was the cutest shit walking down the hall and everyone's like oh my-. of course all the girls were like oh wow you look great and everybody else was just staring at me like I was the gayest thing to ever walk inside that school and I thought I was the baddest bitch in that little outfit because usually I would just be wearing like jeans and like a t-shirt obviously it was high school but that was mm-hmm. the one day where I was like I'm just gonna spice it up little bit today.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I would have like leaned into the whole like theater kid aesthetic, and like just I don't know, like truly accepted who I was, like that little emo kid that loved like screamo music and also Broadway plays. Like, if I would have just like accepted that and just like went with it, it would have been fine. But I was just so painfully insecure that I didn't fit in anywhere. And that's what made it so torturous. So,
1: the insecurities that like you combat with in high school are like the worst. Because, bro,
0: I'm just now figuring out like what my aesthetic is, and I'm almost thirty, <laughs>
1: which is fine, which is perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly okay. But yeah, high school is like it's insane. It really is like an insane time. And I mean, I. I don't know. Would you ever want to go back and, like, try to do it differently?
0: Fuck no.
1: You wouldn't even bother trying?
0: I don't know. Like, if I got to keep the knowledge that I have now, for sure, I'd be snapping bitches left and right. Like, suck my dick, because I know what you're going to become when you're older. (laughs) You peaked right here, honey. Yeah, yeah. I, but no, if I just, like, <laughs> restarted and I had, like, no knowledge and I just had to go back to, like, all those feelings, nah, I'm good. Would you? Mm,
1: I think so. There are some things that happen, like, throughout my high school, like, tenure that I wish I could have maybe done something differently. Um I don't even know I mean our we like we didn't have like any type of like theater program or anything which was awful like, hard, like there was like no music or anything so like I, I wasn't able to like creatively express myself and so it was just like stuck just sitting there I think the most I was able to do beyond like BPA where I was like doing web design and stuff like that like that was really fun I also did FFA um, which was a disaster I did dairy foods you know what dairy foods is
0: yeehaw yes <laughs> Yeah, I did so- FFA, too, for, like, a year.
1: Oh, what did you do? Um,
0: I did the, uh, I can't remember what it is now, but where you're, like, you second the orders, and you uh, you vote to amend, and you.
1: <laughs> Parley Pro is what they call it. Parliament. Procedure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that, too. I did it for uh, FFA as well. Yeah, I loved that. We killed that shit.
0: Hmm. I was there. I think I was, like, the person who took notes. So, like, nobody paid attention to me <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so.
1: I think I did secretary for a little bit, but then, like, I switched. to so, like, fi- like somebody did finances or something, right?
0: I feel like you would be the treasurer.
1: That's what it is. Like, treasurer. I thought <laughs> finance treasurer. Yeah, I did treasurer for a bit as well. So
0: you're the finance and HR department <laughs> of Parley Pro.
1: Girl, I did that for a little bit. I did... The, the only is, reason
0: I did it is so I could get out of class and I could, like, possibly go on a trip.
1: That part, it was the trips for me. Even though we were just driving to other, like...
0: <laughs> literally Farmington. Who the fuck?
1: <laughs> the little farming communities we were going, you we we're like, oh drama. But um, it was a disaster. I did FFA, I think, pretty sure, for every single year I was there. Uh, oh, my God. There was one, like, instance where I literally thought, like, I was, like... Are we gonna just go through high school trauma this episode? Yeah. Uh, okay. High school
0: never ends. That's what we're gonna name this episode. It's not about Jennifer's body anymore.
1: <laughs> we'll release that next week. You'll get two in one. Um <laughs> but I remember one time in FFA, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's freshman year. I don't know. I think it's freshman year that you're allowed to do it. You're only allowed to do it one year, where you recite like the fucking speech, like the FFA speech or whatever so it was me the creed and the creed yes the creed the yeah okay, girl creed. I remember girl, that five paragraphs disaster and then like wait was a competition so you would recite it word for word you have to give a motion and then like they ask you questions after the fact um, and I think it was like four or five of us that went to I, th- I don't even remember I think it might have been state I don't even recall but we went to one of the competitions and I remember, like, everybody was, like, in the hallway. COVID would be shook. They would, they, it would be having a field day. Everybody was in the halls just breathing down each other's neck, all waiting, going into multiple classrooms because they were doing, like, preliminaries. So you had to go into a classroom, and there's, like, three people sitting at desks, and they're just, like, you have to do the fucking, you have to do the speech, the creed. So I remember I went through that, and then from that, I don't know, I like, fucking hundreds of kids, they got a top ten, and they had the top ten go into the auditorium and fucking recite it in front of everybody and do, like, a fucking pageant Q&A session. So me and one other <laughs> That's girl- That's the perfect date to you? <laughs> girl, they would ask like fucking questions of like the farm and like being in a farming community and shit. And I was like, I don't, girl, what I'm not on a farm. But anyways, I had to BS my way through it as best as I could. But me and some random, some random little white girl made it from our school. So it was us, 10. And I remember they put us on like the side, the side room barricaded off from everybody. It was like American Idol. We're all sitting there waiting our turn. And they would come up and have us each go onto the stage. And I remember I went onto the stage for my turn. Literally the only Mexican, the only person of color in this fucking top 10. I was like, wow, the baddest bitch. Also queer. Um, uh, but I went up there, I said the fucking speech, you know, it's the baddest bitch. And then they started asking questions, and that's where I bombed because they were literally like fucking asking questions about like being in a farming community and like how I help my community. And I was like, I don't help my community. I was like lying through my teeth and like it was just so awkward. And they could tell that I was just like BSing it. Also, yeah, you
0: know, I help Bay, Bail Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a disaster, but I mean. I wasn't going to win anyways. They were going to give it to me. Uh, but I remember that whole experience was just a hot fucking mess. And there's pictures in the yearbook of us at that competition. And like the FFA jacket was tight, very tight.
0: <laughs> I never wore one because they only had, they only could afford like four or five of them. And my meaty ass was not about to squeeze into any of those jackets, but I just looked up the fucking creed and the trauma that came flooding back. <laughs> I believe in the future of agriculture, <laughs> with the faith born not of words but of deeds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god! It's, like it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me, girl. Stress. Don't ever want to think about it again. BPA was my shit though. That was fun. A little bit more progressive in thought, even though it was just business. But those trips were fun. I, that's how I was able to go like Disneyland and Disney World and stuff like that. So that was a good time. So did you only do FFA?
0: So I did FFA, and then I did FCCLA. Which is like future family careers, leaders of America or some shit like that.
1: What did you do there?
0: Girl, I don't even know. We used to do like presentations, but I think because like so FCCLA was led by my biggest bully's mom. Uh. And so I like I was miserable, but like my friends did it. So I didn't want to be left alone. (laughs) <laughs> so it was pretty much just like torturous, but you know, we were here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but high school.
0: Right. <laughs> because I didn't know who I was. So I just did everything that everybody else did. Same you know what me. I mean?
1: Except for sports. I never would have been. I would go to the Dude, I played just...
0: volleyball and soccer. <laughs> what? Did you? My thick ass, Yagra.
1: Wow. I love that for you. Not
0: that I ever did anything, but I I did one season of each and then that was it and that was mean once again trying to figure out something that I excelled at turns out theater is my thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) very that yeah being an online voice is your thing
0: Mm. Mm. see but this isn't scripted Um, so (laughs) I feel like I might be a little bit better at this if I had like Oh, my God. Imagine we had cue cards for each other, just like holding up the script on each side of the screen.
1: I would like shit my pants.
0: Teleprompter.
1: <laughs> yeah, me in college doing fucking <laughs> Miss Gail Weathers herself. <laughs> Literally me. Um, but yeah, high school was crazy. It was I don't know. It was insane. But it's fun to look back in these movies and kind of relive it a little bit. I mean, watching anything involving high school students is gonna take you back or even university stuff it always takes me back to college so i mean what better way to kick off this month than i mean probably the gayest movie right that we've talked about so far
0: uh i'm trying to like run through yeah i would say
1: but yeah what a better way to kick off this month than been talking about jennifer's body hot <laughs> <laughs> uh well we'll be back i guess we can jump into jennifer's body because there's a lot to talk about here hey everybody so if you're enjoying the podcast so far definitely look into giving us a rating it would be really really beneficial we're open to ideas and feedback it really goes a long way so go ahead and look into giving us a rating again we're on apple spotify podbean and many more places but for now let's go ahead and get back to the show All righty. Well, we are back. So we are, of course, discussing Jennifer's Body, which was originally released on September 18th, 2009. It had an estimated budget of about $16 million, made around $6.8 million its opening weekend, and would go on to make around $31.6 million worldwide. The film, of course, was directed by Corinne Kosuama who was, of course, known for The Invitation, which is a great film. And the film was written by Diablo Cody, who, of course, is known for Juno and Tully. The cast is made up of, I mean, <laughs> icons. Megan Fox is Jennifer Check. Amanda Seyfried is Needy Lesniki. Johnny Simmons is Chip. And Kyle Gallner is Colin Gray. I mean, what a movie. It really is like a blast
0: what a fucking cast dude like (laughs) the sexual attraction is just bouncing around in my brain i can't compute there's too many hot people it's painful it's high school all over again honestly not really because i wasn't a bunch of podunk motherfuckers in my
1: school so i take it back (laughs) this is what i wished my high school looked like you know what i mean I mean, honestly, the kind of, like, the small town vibe kind of gives me, like, a familiar feeling in this movie. Nostalgia? Kind of, yeah. And the movie itself is just, like, fantastic. Like, I, I'll be honest, the first time that I watched this movie, back around the time that it came out, I don't remember how old I was. I was, like, maybe eighth grade? Eighth or seventh grade, I think, is around the time this movie came out. And I'll be honest, like, when I watched it at that age, it didn't resonate with me and I just didn't like care for it to the point where I like had I literally never watched it again until around two years ago I think I watched it again for the first time and I was like wow this is way different than I remember it being and I had a good time with it the dialogue on my rewatch a couple years ago I was like I was trying to like figure out if I was like into it but more recently that I've been watching it it's great I think it's very quippy very quick and pretty funny in some moments
0: I can't wait to talk about like how many fucking quotes are in this movie? I feel like I quote this movie like pretty consistently, I'm not going to lie. Um it was definitely one of those movies that was like an awakening for me, like not like a full on awakening, but like one of those little quips where you're like mm, like I'm attracted and I'm confused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean this movie is very queer. It it to me is very obviously a queer horror film. Like this movie is gay and the journey and the story and the tension between Jennifer and Needy throughout the entire thing is I mean it's so evident that there's something more there between them and they they had a
0: whole last sex scene cut out girl a, a
1: whole scene yeah <laughs> what they're supposed to be a whole sex scene yeah Wow. I'm
0: disappointed. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, The makeout scene is, I mean, it's intense anyways. So, right. I mean, it was, uh, there was a lot happening there.
0: I was looking at the, um, I was looking at some interviews that they did and uh, Amanda Seafried, is that how you say it?
1: Seafried is how I say it. Seafried,
0: I... whatever. Amanda was talking about how <laughs> I don't care for her. Mama Mia killed it.
1: Mm. What? I, first off, never seen Mama Mia. I've only seen Amanda Seyfried in this film and Mean Girls, and uh, she did another movie. I completely forgot she was in Mean Girls. Yeah, she's Karen.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know, but like, I completely forgot that.
1: There's another movie that she's in that I've seen.
0: Ugh. Dear John?
1: Ew. He <laughs> <laughs> said straights.
0: What? <laughs> but what I was saying was is that um, they were they did her and Megan Fox did interviews, and they both like expressed that they would like uh consider like an actual relationship like they felt a connection and i was just like y'all should explore that like (laughs) fuck mgk the fuck
1: (laughs) like get into it please thank you right But yeah, the movie's very gay. I think uh, the director and writer definitely knew what they were doing. Both women, by the way. So, I mean, again, a female-driven film. And I think they definitely knew what they were doing with this movie.
0: I think it's so odd that, like, this movie and Juno came from, like, the same brain.
1: (laughs) I had never seen Juno, so I don't know. I don't know, like, what... Well, just,
0: like, a pregnant teenager who wants to give up her baby. It's, like... It gives me the same awkward vibes as like Napoleon Dynamite, but it's a serious movie.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I've never seen you know, never like interested me. But shout out to Elliot Page and who else was in that movie? Who is the nerdy white guy? Paul know. It's either. I mean, we always get them confused. It's if not it's Paul. Just... It's not Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh no! I would have watched. I would have watched if it was Paul Rudd. Oh my god! It's the oh. Are you talking about
0: Michael Sarah? Him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: him. So I just never was really, like, interested.
0: I thought you were talking about the, the dad, the adoptive
1: dad. <laughs> no, it's not. That's what dad, I was right? really... That's what's Do I need confused. to watch you <laughs> Uh
0: It's Jason Bateman.
1: Oh! okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: and Jennifer Garner.
1: It's not going to draw me into watching the movie. But, right. I mean, I wouldn't know if the tones were similar or not. So I'm not quite sure. It's not,
0: but I think it's so weird that they came from the same person.
1: Interesting. Okay, I'll have to maybe check it out eventually. I feel like I should. But... I don't know, Jennifer's body as a whole is just fun. It's really, really fun. It starts off, I mean, very campy. I mean, we're kind of thrown into obviously... Uh, Needy which is an awful name by the way I hate that nickname Needy I don't know why it just bothers me every time I watch this movie
0: well it's a dig at the way that she is so
1: it is it really is I just I don't know. I hate it. I hate I just. it doesn't roll off the tongue for me so every time I hear it it just <laughs> like it sticks out like a sore thumb which maybe it's supposed to maybe that was the intention with it but yeah I hate it uh, but yeah she's like the narrator of the film we see that she's like in a mental facility like right from the job And then we're kind of just thrown into the general high school flashback. Her and Jennifer obviously are, like, opposites, complete opposites, but they still attract because they're in love with each other. Like, they just, that's what they they are. They're in love with each other. And, like, that's something that's pretty much given to us right off the bat with the, uh, what did she say? She heard total lesie gay for her. Like, right from the jump, like, it's established that these two
0: are
1: into each other. And everybody can tell.
0: And I feel like... I don't know. I just I feel like Jennifer is a semi like problematic person, especially before like all of the stuff happens to her, because it's obvious that Needy is attracted to her and she's mean to her about it. And it's just so toxic. Like, that's her best friend. But like, is it really because you're so mean to her?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of difficult and it kind of makes Jennifer... I guess a pretty complex character because like you it it's hard to tell if she is playing into needy's feelings for her to manipulate her or mm-hmm. if she's genuinely attracted to her and like her like aggressive tendencies towards her and like her rude comments are like a defense mechanism to keep them further apart Um, because she's also attracted to her. So it kind of makes her pretty complex. Yeah, very problematic, though, Jennifer is. She, I mean, the R word is thrown around so often in this movie. It's insane. Uh, There's, uh, like, a a riff on the F word as well. So, I mean, the movie's pretty 2009. I mean, I kind of went over it as well when I discussed uh, Sorority Row and horror queers. Like, 2009 was a really weird time, and, like, the films were definitely trying to be... I guess like shocking, but just like how offensive they could be at times. That just goes kind of the trend around that time, and this movie kind of like lays into it. But I don't know. Most of the dialogue in the movie is pretty fun. I would say either way.
0: Like I said before, I quote this movie like on the daily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, also, this town is a disaster. Devil's Kettle, Low Shoulder, Constant Devil's Lake, constantly. <laughs> which literally makes me laugh. Also, Devil's Lake is a much better name. Right,
0: I like Devil's Kettle just because it like it feels like playful, like almost I
1: don't know. But Nini's like telling us that like it's named after the waterfall, like so. Right, which is
0: actually a a real waterfall, so that's
1: cool. That swirling hole is real.
0: Yeah, it's a real place. It's in Judge Maney State Park in Minnesota. Mm.
1: So that whole swirly thing. Yeah, it
0: exists, girl. It's called Devil's Kettle.
1: So is it really called Devil's Kettle? Mm-hmm. I, honestly, wow. Okay, I did not know that. That's crazy to me. It Coming looks at so you fake. with the facts. <laughs> it looks fake to me.
0: I feel like a lot of like beautiful things look fake in movies. Like if you think about like where something so is, <laughs> I like if uh, if something's filmed in like Yosemite, where like it's really a, a beautiful forest, like. Sometimes nature is just, like, so pretty that it looks fucking fake. Because we're so conditioned to everything pretty
1: being fake. Am I making Mm -hmm. any sense Mm -hmm. whatsoever? Yeah, this is, like, high thoughts. I love that. Very well put, Stormy. Honestly, truly, like, truthfully, like, it looks fake because it really does look like something that couldn't exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I thought it was. I literally thought it was fake. Um, I don't know. From the jump, this movie's insane. Uh, Jennifer... Again, like her commentary is great. And I think Megan Fox does a really good job at like playing this character. I mean, because she, she was mm-hmm. huge at this time. Like she was
0: got kicked off of Transformers. Yeah. And this was her comeback. And it what what like sucks is that it wasn't the comeback it was supposed to be. It like Jennifer's body did not hit until much later.
1: Right. It really developed a cult following after its release. I think the issue with the movie itself and what it was pushing is like it was pushing uh, Megan Fox, like the sex appeal, yeah, sex like, appeal oh, for yeah, sure. Come watch Megan Fox be sexy,
0: and everybody watched it and like the
1: fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then the tone was completely different from I think what people were expecting. They probably were expecting their her problem was marketing. Yes, definitely. Like people were probably expecting them to like just watch her walk like walk, walk around in the bikini with her breasts out, like murdering people. And it was kind of like that, but not really. like it, it was much different than I think what people were anticipating.
0: I remember the first um, like, me piece of media that I saw from this movie like advertising was just her sitting at the desk with her long legs like crossed and just a dribble of blood like at the corner of her mouth and I was like I don't know what to expect from this movie at all and I didn't see it in theaters I like a lot of people and didn't see it till much
1: much later which is crazy and I think one of the first things that I remember about the movie I don't know if it was just a trailer from like another movie or if it was like a TV spot But my first recollection of this movie was her zipping down her zipper when she's in the forest with Jonas and like, she's in that yellow striped
0: horizontal Mm -hmm. stripe.
1: Yeah. She's like, you know, bare naked underneath this jacket. I remember that being like the first image that I remember from this movie, which I think is a part of the movie, but it really isn't like her sex appeal is a major part, but it isn't like what the movie really is about. So, it's kind of sad that that's what I think about as being like the first recollection. That's what they were pushing so much. And it kind of, it just didn't work.
0: It blew up in their face, for sure.
1: But it has developed a huge following now, so.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. People have grown to appreciate it for like the piece of art that it is. But do you feel like if they release this movie now, like in today's world, and with better marketing, do you think it would have done better?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely think as well with like the modern, uh, I mean, because most things in pop culture are going to be genuinely made popular by a younger demographic, like 16 to like 24 is the demographic of like a lot of popular culture. They are kind of making the trends and people within that John or within that age Range now, I mean, Gen Z, pretty much. They're like really into Jennifer's body. Like they're really into it. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo's music video, you know, she paid homage to Jennifer's body in a lot of the scenes that she was, uh, that she had in her Good For You music video. So I think if it did come out today, people would really be drawn to it, I feel like. I think it would do much better. And I feel like they would also be much more intelligent in the way they market it because the world's so much different than it was in 2009. And anything queer and horror, like this is what we're begging for now. You know, this type of movie is like what we want to see now. And it came out in like a really weird time where it just didn't like fall within the hands of the people who were going to most love it until many years later. So I think now would been like prime time for it to come out. It's a 2021 movie in 2009.
0: I had 2021 vision, just the wrong demographic. I do love like when artists mention other art like within their music videos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that just to bring up my (laughs) um I made Adrian watch the Ice Nine Kills new release, Hip to Be Scared, and it's based off of American Psycho and I want to hear your thoughts real quick. So sorry to divert us from <laughs> <laughs> his body, but I have to talk about
1: it. Uh, well, first and foremost, I don't think I've heard an Ice Nine Kill song. I probably have. My partner's really into that kind of music. He's really happy on the rock music, and I enjoy it. Same. Tremendously. <laughs> yeah, so i probably heard Ice Nine Kills before. i just, i you know it's not in my everyday playlist i feel
0: like it's right up your alley so that's so crazy to me because like literally their music is horror based
1: which is crazy i didn't like that's not something that like has clicked with me until like literally you made me watch this music video (laughs) Uh, but it was fantastic i mean obviously it's american psycho through and through hot sexy am i into blood play Do I want to be slashed while I'm also being (laughs) pounded in the ass? Probably. And it definitely gave me that vibe. Body bags are an aesthetic. Like, I never realized, like, how, like, cool they are until, like, they're, like, strung up on, like, a hook next to each other. It looks really cool. And, I don't know, I had a blast. And it's probably going to be in my daily list.
0: Watching Jacoby Shaddix get absolutely slaughtered. Hot. (laughs) Povero screaming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is I know Papa Roach and I used to listen to Papa Roach in like junior high because when I watched wrestling uh, one of the theme songs for Monday Night Raw was a Papa Roach song and I was like that's kind of a vibe so I remember like buying their CD and listening this to This is Papa my Roach.
0: last reason
1: <laughs> So <laughs> I remember listening to them. I don't know how Ice Nine Kills like fell off my radar or it was never like appeared on my radar. I don't get it. But the music video was great.
0: They're Just now hitting mainstream, I feel like, within the past couple of years. Um, But I think it would be super hot if somebody did, like, a Jennifer's Body. I mean, so this movie is titled after Hole's song, Jennifer's Body, which is Courtney Love's band. Um, so, I mean, like, in a way, it's already, like, involved in music and pop culture, like you said, with Olivia Rodrigo, too. But I think, like, a full-on, like, Ice Nine Kills, maybe not them, but, like, an Ice Nine Kills-esque version of Jennifer's Body would be, like, that would fucking hit.
1: Mm, love it, yeah. <laughs> something dark, something dark. That'd be hot. Right. It'd be real hot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like pretty much this movie. I mean, the name of it all stems from, like you said, whole song Jennifer's Body, and the lyrics of that song are pretty dark. Mm-hmm. As a lot of Courtney's loves music is really dark, and that's kind of what Diablo Cody was aiming for. Like you know, when yeah. she had read or when she had heard that song, she's like, you know, it kind of feels like this is a horror movie. So kind of then developing and evolving to actually creating a film called jennifer's body is pretty fucking rad i would say i think that's fucking cool and the song really is good like it's a great song so if you haven't heard jennifer's body by whole it really does hit very a 90s grunge to a t it's a fantastic so song so <laughs> um,
0: that's gonna be our only fucking snippet from this episode is hot <laughs>
1: okay so kind of coming back to the movie near the beginning when jennifer and needy are talking about going to melody lane for the night and jennifer's describing uh adam brody's character nikolai as extra salty i can't (sighs) help but just think of cum
0: oh my god adrian
1: i cannot help but like not think of salty ejaculate like that's what i think of when she says it and Mm -hmm. in the vein of adam brody being related to that phrase hot He's so fucking hot in this movie. Is it's, he though? You think so hot. He is so Adam Brody is so hot.
0: Am I uh, wait? So I'm. I want to make sure I'm on thinking of the same. The lead singer of Low Shoulder. Yes.
1: Yes, Adam Brody. Hot. Okay.
0: Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, he he reminds me of like a discount Billy Joe Armstrong. Okay, hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> you're like yeah, exactly.
1: Hot, sure. hot, so hot. Um.
0: They're like a knockoff Green Day without the British, like, hate for America.
1: (laughs) Beach is hot, though. And I don't know. It's great. Their Low Shoulder as a whole is so... That song's a vibe. It's so good, right? Through the the trees. trees, (laughs) Right. (laughs) So good. So stalkery. But so Mm -hmm. good. You know what is crazy? And I think a lot, in kind of researching the film... Uh, there was this great article on them where they kind of dive into like the cult status of this film, especially for lesbian women in high school. And like, they get into this huge discussion about how with the film itself, it like, it does a great job. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people miss with this movie and there's a lot to it. And like, it does a great job of encapsulating not only like the lesbian experience of high school and just like that, Torment, but also just kind of how, because the film itself is very emo heavy, you know, like the music and everything, the soundtrack is very emo. Mm -hmm. And they kind of state in the article for like a lot of teenage girls, a lot of this music as well is very toxic in its presentation, toxic masculinity is just so apparent in a lot of the lyrics and a lot of, you know, things that these people can attach themselves to. More specifically, you know, maybe teenage girls. I don't know. The article's great. You have to go read it because it kind of describes everything obviously much more articulate than I can. But it just kind of shows how deep this movie can go for a lot of people and probably why it's like so huge with people online these days because it just does a lot with its like snarky little fun poppy presentation.
0: Well, and to speak on the whole, like, lesbian experience that you mentioned, like, I feel like this film does a really good job of explaining, like, female friendships, because, like, so as, as I've talked to, like, more and more queer people, and not not only females, but just queer in general, like, I see where the lines get skewed. A lot between like attraction and friendship, especially when you're in the like figuring out phase of things. And I think this film kind of speaks to that because we see Needy obviously being so quote unquote needy and feeding into Jennifer and chasing after Jennifer and catering to Jennifer. And like to me, it almost feels like Needy really does love her. And like you said, Jennifer is kind of just taking advantage of that and I feel like I mean I'm speaking for needy for sure but like I feel like she's in that spot where she's probably like figuring out herself and she's like am I attracted to Jennifer am I in love with Jennifer is Jennifer just my best friend and like I don't know this film just does a really good job because that's definitely like an experience that I see in a lot of queer people especially growing up it's like that line is really hard to understand like while you're still figuring your sexuality out
1: Yeah, it really, it's great. It really is great. And it does kind of show all sides of it. And that's why, I mean, it's even established as well, like with Needy's mom for like the little bit of dialogue that she has. And her dialogue is the worst in this movie. Um, But like even through her little bit of dialogue, like, you know, she's talking about Jesus Christ and like, she was having visions of Needy, um, you know, being, she said like, what was it like, uh, can't think of the word like hammered into wood or something, obviously like Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, Mm yeah. But like, she's kind of laying out that dialogue for Needy and it kind of gives us the indication that, you know, she's very religious. And I mean, it's-
0: Give me Carrie vibes, for sure. Carrie vibes, (laughs)
1: very that. So, I mean, obviously that just then shows that needy probably really can't be who she really wants to be around her mom. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it really does just a good job at displaying that. It's great. It definitely feels like a coming of age film for little queer kids it really does it doesn't fully go into it unfortunately like nothing's like fully established between jennifer and needy but i don't think it has to be because we know it's there Mm -hmm. this movie's crazy (laughs) 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 because like literally like we're all like oh talking like this and then like you watch the movie and it's just like it's the most campy
0: And we're just reading so far into it, but that's the beauty of media is that you can read into it as deep or as little as you can or as you want.
1: (laughs) But yeah, but on the surface, and I think that's what's brilliant about the movie is like, it's so deep, but it's deep for people who get why it's so deep you know what i'm right. saying
0: because like a straight white male could watch him like oh i'm salivating because it's megan fox and like he'd enjoy it but like also his like queer little brother is just like living for every <laughs> fucking queer moment Everything that else. he can see you know <laughs> what i mean
1: the iconic walking down the hall scene that you know, we've seen like every fucking uh high school center uh, movie or flipping her hair over general. her shoulder <laughs> yeah. like you know every little queer kid is like oh, obsessed that was like literally me i was like oh yeah i love uh entire vibe every time and happens um but yeah i think that's what's brilliant about the movie is like for the people who get it they get it and then for everybody else like it's easily consumable as like a poppy snarky campy fun movie you know what i'm saying it's brilliant i really do think people don't i think they do now but i still think people need to kind of come to the realization that jennifer's body really is a brilliant little horror film
0: yeah people i think people are way too hard on this fucking movie especially in the beginning
1: definitely yeah and it's unfortunate too because like even me i feel so bad that like it didn't i wish it would have i don't understand why me and i, I mean like i'm mean, everybody's experience different but i don't understand how like for me as a little queer kid like watching this movie didn't like resonate with me but again it did come out at the time where i was literally kind of going through like the toughest part of like my mm-hmm. journey to figuring out oh i'm pretty gay
0: so maybe if you were like farther on in your journey it probably would have hit
1: yeah if i would have watched this in high school it would have been it would have been over. It would have been my life. <laughs> it would have been everything. But I watched this movie around the time where I was like really struggling with my sexuality. So I think it was more turned away because I just like, I watched it probably, kind of saw the queerness in it and thought, oh, mm, it's a little weird. And like, she probably never came back to it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's great. And I just, I really, again, this is like the kind of stuff that we're begging for now. Like we deserve more movies like this now.
0: I need neediest body. Or something, you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I remember Megan Fox in an interview like recently because she's promoting, uh or she was promoting that film that just came out. And like she was talking about this movie and she's like talking about like how she realizes like people love it so much. It was like one of her favorite movies that she's ever done because it is such or has such a dedicated following. And you know, she would love to maybe even try to come and do another film in relation to this film, like stuff like that because the power this movie holds is just it, it just it's apparent. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: I will say, like straight from the jump, when they do go to Melody Lane, which literally looks like every small bar like back in my hometown, it's embarrassing. It's goobers. (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah, literally goobers. (laughs) Also, why do they let underage kids into this bar?
0: Um. Well, I think Kelly's does that too. Another uh, bar back in our hometown. Um. (laughs) They do it after. Like, you can only stay until, like, 1030 or something like that. So, it's probably one of those vibes.
1: Also, like, it's a performance or whatever. Uh, Yeah.
0: So, maybe, like, maybe special rules for the concert. Because, Lord knows, this Devil's Kettle doesn't have anywhere else to host this place. Which, I mean, honestly, this place wasn't safe anyways because it caught... <laughs> went
1: up into flames so quickly. So, was this like a concoction by a Little Shoulder? Do we think because that it was like it just popped out of nowhere? The oh, yeah, yeah, just popped yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the devil himself, the devil made them do it mm-hmm. because the fire just popped up out of nowhere and this place went down, yeah, like in an instant. And are we assuming that Jennifer was like hypnotized?
0: Yeah, I think she's like, like you said, hypnotized or in like a daze where they, they have like this pull on her the pull that they need in order to like lure her out so i'm not sure what the what low shoulder did like prior to this to have this like magical ability to like swoon right high school girls unless it's just like we're reading too far into it and she's just like she's just like oh my god I'm ready to suck his dick right now
1: <laughs> or maybe literally the building going up in flames from <laughs> her you know right maybe, but <laughs> maybe it also tells us to show you like how like in disaster situations like this, how like how uh, people, and as we've seen with COVID, people are the problem. Cause like Needy right. and Jennifer, like they're like, we know where to go. And they turn and they just like walk right out the bathroom window, like so easy, so crisp, so clean, like no issues. And everybody else is like running around frantically trying to find the one door that they all know where the door's at. I mean, right. and again, I'm not judging, I'm not in this situation. I probably also would be like really terrified running around. But like everybody's running around trampling. like we see in two seconds, as soon as like the roof catches fire, they're throwing some person on the ground and trampling her like right from the jump. Like people are just like killing each other like immediately. and then like even in right. all the Trauma response is
0: crazy, dude.
1: <laughs> it's insane. But it's so funny when they go outside and Jennifer and needy are on the floor and Nicole I comes up and he's just drinking a beer while the bars like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> So
0: calm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it honestly is the fucking funniest thing to me. I don't know why, but Jennifer again, yeah, jumps in this van immediately.
0: Dude, as a friend, I'm sorry, but I'm tackling you. Yeah, I would not let like you go in. The I'm van. not letting you go into the rapist nine thousand like by goes... yourself. At least we're <laughs> going together. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> he
1: goes. He's a... Don't you want to go somewhere safe, like my van? <laughs> <laughs> Like, sir, when has that type of man ever been a safe haven? It's so funny, and then uh, I think yes, the dialogue although corny. And like when Needy calls Chip, and he's like, "What type of make a model was it?" or something like that. She's like, "I don't know." In 99 rapist, rapist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so corny, but like, girl, if you're fucking high off a of, high as a kite, this movie's gonna hit just right. right. It's the best movie to watch while you're a queer person and high because it's just so funny. But. Uh, i just i mean she's so cute and she stands up for jennifer and uh, even in that moment too when they're in the bar before it goes up in flames and they're having the little hand-holding moment and he's mm-hmm. just staring at jennifer it's so heartbreaking so to me.
0: yeah she's so in love or enamored with jennifer well and then when jennifer yells at her she's like i can't even remember what she says before she gets in the van but she yells at needy girl like if i was in needy's place like I don't know. For one, she's not getting in the van. And for two, like, you're probably going to get stabbed by me for acting stupid.
1: That part.
0: Like, if we were in this situation, would you let me get in the van? No. Are we going in the van together? Hmm.
1: (laughs) No, I would literally not let you go. And you know me, I'm not going to let it happen. Like, I will, you could literally hate me for the next 10 months. I don't give a fuck. It's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to let it happen. I would first start a fight. <laughs> so toxic. I would, <laughs> I would start a fight with you to get you so upset to where you didn't like want to get in. Any- I would do anything in my power to make sure you did not get in that van. Yeah. The next day we could talk it out. And I'm like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep you from being murdered. I had to say, you're a dumb bitch to make sure you didn't get in that van because I knew it would like make you upset. Like, I was doing anything I could to get you to not go in that van. So I'm that right. type of bitch. I wouldn't let it happen.
0: I feel like you would definitely, especially if you had been drinking. I feel like you would definitely be a Jennifer, and be like, "Just shut the fuck up and like let me go suck his dick." Oh, but I really, would literally me, so yeah. <laughs> but I would, go. I would still like. I don't know. I'd probably just like pick you up and be like, "You're not fucking going, or I'm going with you."
1: No, you're honestly probably the one person who probably would, besides like my sister, who would literally give me in check. If you told me not to get in this van or anything like that, I would probably listen to you. Okay, you know what though. With this movie, an iconic theme, get <laughs> yeah, back mm-hmm. to the movie. We're like literally this academic. We're all over like, the place. We about always our high school trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, be prepared all month because I feel like because Carrie religion um, triggered girl. <laughs> like I can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's our fucking podcast. So, like, if these movies, if we start diving into our, our drama and our outbreaking during academic horror, <laughs> horror month. <laughs>
0: So if we trigger you, we understand. And we will see you next week.
1: (laughs) I'm very sorry. Um, But yes, with Jennifer's body. Uh, An iconic scene is the scene. And I think probably the most horror-driven scene in the movie is when Needy sees Jennifer for the first time after the attack in the kitchen. So good. And Jennifer looks so terrifying.
0: I don't know what I would do if you came to me. Ate a raw chick- rotisserie chicken and then just threw up in my floor. Like, I would probably be ready to fucking throw hands with you. And she's just scared.
1: Yeah. Needy's a very sensitive soul.
0: Also, they use chocolate syrup for Jennifer's throw-up um, in that scene. So, yeah.
1: Delicious. The stupid prickly blood, though, is... Oh, my
0: God. So ridiculous. Why did we
1: need that? It's so stupid. Like, she's a demon. Her blood doesn't need a prickle. <laughs>
0: like the black blood was enough to tell us that like something horrid has happened. I promise you. I didn't need for it to like move like it's Venom. Like she's going to start like, (laughs) oh my god. Imagine a Jennifer's body and Venom crossover.
1: (laughs) Honestly, Tom Hardy
0: and Megan Fox in the same movie.
1: Oh my god. My pussy's
0: quaking.
1: Yeah, girl. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I'm going to focus on the movie because I was about to talk about Tom Hardy and I cannot I cannot just <laughs> go on that journey. Right, 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 right,
0: right. I feel so bad for the exchange student too because she's like, does anybody know you're alive? And he just shakes his head because I don't know if like there's a language barrier or what, but he just shakes his head because he's traumatized probably. Right. And then she goes and kills him.
1: She also, in a problematic <laughs>
0: We're talking yes.
1: about him, talks about his uncircumcised penis and compares it to a sea cucumber. Those things are so disgusting. Sea cucumbers are so creepy looking.
0: I don't know if I know what a sea cucumber is. Are those those things that people suck out of the dirt, the sand?
1: I don't, I don't know what its function is in the sea. It just.
0: Well, <laughs> no, that's what it meant. Like, have you seen those TikToks where people like put the straw into the sand and this thing, like long thing comes out? Uh-uh. Ugh, okay, hold on.
1: They're really fat. They really are fat. And I mean, they, I mean, in some pictures, the skin looks a little foreskinish. I will say. Uh, <laughs> what you call it a sea cucumber yeah, it's a sea cucumber let me just google it and you're gonna freak out Ew. yeah they're why weird. does it look like damn that's a
0: chode if i've ever seen one my dude <laughs> i'm gonna have to find that okay maybe it is this one's hanging out of a shell
1: okay Wow. tell me
0: that's not a dick
1: okay Wow. Well. Yeah, but I totally think so as well, apparently. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, some more iconic scenes in this movie. I will say Jonas's death in the woods with Jennifer. Again, like the scene that I remember most, like being pushed because of her simply down her jacket. Like that scene gives me like Twilight vibes, the woods, and there's these two in the woods. It's like a horrific version of Twilight, and I live every time <laughs> I watch it. I think animals okay. staring at them is like weirdly Disney in a way, in a weird, <laughs> creepy way. But it okay. was uncomfortable when those fake, like, looking foxes are staring at them. Like, that fox looks so bad.
0: Right. So, my thing is, is, like, so what is... I don't understand. Whenever she... Because we're talking about the football player at this point, yes?
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Okay, so I don't understand why the deer drinks the blood. Because deers aren't... Deers? Deer aren't carnivores. So, they're not drawn to blood in general. So, is it, like jennifer's demons like just effect on everything around them that makes them that way or i just i don't understand that whole scene in general and also like fuck her his best friend just died Uh, but that fucking song that song hit so so fucking hard Uh, (laughs) i love it i love that song i used to be obsessed in high school (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yeah, her manipulation tactics in those scenes are so in that scene it, they're, it's just so sad because she's so
0: <laughs> He would want us to be together, touch my titties The
1: gaslighting on this poor fucking high schooler.
0: But she does it in like this tone of voice that like anybody would fall for it. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: She does. She does a really good job at being like somewhat endearing but also being super like intimidating. Right. She's
0: like Sultry but intimidating, but like ditzy. Uh, me, uh. <laughs> That's why my friends, so I'm attracted to you. You know how I was talking about how there's a thin line between attraction
1: and friendship. <laughs> there's a moment in this movie. There's a there's a exchange of dialogue between Jennifer and Eddie. I'm like, that's me and Stormy down. And it oh, could, which one? And it could be like reversed either way like i can see us saying both lines of dialogue to each other like equally okay. but it's mm-hmm. i mean it's clearly after jennifer does the iconic image of like burning her tongue with the lighter and she goes uh-huh. i am a god and needy goes okay <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sure we both had those moments where like we were to talked to each other like we we're both like so into ourselves and feeling ourselves and the other one's like okay
0: dude we did it the other day <laughs> when we were I was in Austin's bathroom and I was getting dressed and I was like I'm hot and you're just like "Mm -hmm."
1: (laughs) (laughs) but then when we get like super drunk or high and then I'm like like literally you know me I'm always like super fun boy and super fat and I'm like and you're always like I'm like I'm so sexy all this nonsense and you're always like yeah (laughs) in the backseat like taking snapchats of yourself but uh (laughs) But in that moment yeah, I was that's like, definitely I was like, us i was like me and stormy are both jennifer and <laughs> like and we can switch in both ways like one of us is going to be the sexy one one day and the other one's going to be like the timid one and like we can switch at every second so <laughs> <laughs> our versatility is unmatched but uh that line of dialogue specifically i was like that's like me and stormy and it like, <laughs> makes me laugh every fucking time it's literally okay <laughs> like, what do you want me to do with that information <laughs>
0: Oh, fuck. I never thought about it, but
1: for sure. Yeah, you're not going to be able to watch the movie anymore without, like, just
0: I know, I'm be like, oh, I miss Adrian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that part makes me laugh. And then, like, right after, Jennifer is so toxic. Chip's been looking really good to me lately. And, and then I she know. Goes, I gotta go. And <laughs>
0: <up on> <laughs> that gives me very, like, Mean Girls vibes. Yeah. Where she's like, boo, you whore, and <laughs> just hangs up on
1: her it's so funny she says crossing you out needy which is like a thing that they do in this movie crossing Mm -hmm. you out i I don't get it i don't like that why not i don't know it's okay so
0: (laughs) side note so i was looking at quotes on my phone right so it's jennifer's body's quotes and i scroll up and it's (laughs) it's just vin diesel (laughs) I feel like I'm constantly getting rickrolled by, like, the fucking Fast and Furious franchise. This is the second, <laughs> like,
1: this is the second, uh, no, maybe we didn't talk about him. Are we not, we talked about him it's like, one of our recent episodes. Yeah, in Kevin the Wars? Forever,
0: when we mentioned uh,
1: the Forever Purge. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we <laughs> came I feel like he's just around us so constantly now. Um, can we talk about... He's always uh, watching. <laughs> Santa Claus who? Um, Can we talk about Jennifer in the lake? So iconic, yeah. Like so stunning.
0: I know. I went. Me being me, I googled if she was naked in that scene, but she's just wearing a flesh-colored bikini. But like, yeah, hopping in the lake to just like rinse off all the blood—that seems so like carnal. So (laughs) very hot.
1: It's really hot, and but I like the like the, f- like zooming in on her feet. I mean, I guess I didn't really zoom up, like zoom in, but like we get like a steady shot of her feet for a few, like at least Wiki a feet's minute. quaking. Yeah, I was like, I don't like, I don't need to see her feet with water dripping next to it, but you know, go off. But yeah, let's also kind of go over Colin's death because that's also really sad. He's so Aww. sweet, so adorable. This is who you match make me with. So yeah,
0: Colin Gray is everything that I wanted in high school, dude.
1: <laughs> he is like just so cute. It's a, he's a great writer. He's a great writer, as we hear.
0: <laughs> right. He,
1: he just seems so emotional.
0: Whenever he comes up to Jennifer and he's like asking her out, he just give her he gives her this like puppy dog eyed gaze as he's like holding the cross to his mouth, and I'm like, he's such a sweet baby. He likes
1: to be a cancer. He is so. He's sweet. so
0: sensitive, but like his outside says that he's like
1: <laughs> hard, yeah, which is so nice. Oh, oh. I just love him. And his death right. is so insane. First off, like if you're driving into this ridiculous looking neighborhood, maybe just turn around. Like, like this is like new development, sweetie. Just the song you. once again. It's so iconic. He's rocking out. Mm-hmm. But... That's me. <laughs> Every day, me going to work. <laughs> but he but again, I mean, I guess in the vein or in his defense, I mean, he's going to like hook up with a hot girl or at least hang out with a hot girl. So he's gonna do i mean if i was like going to go hang out with some hot guy in high school the neighborhood could have been the most rundown place and i would have been like hot like i would have been like ready to go
0: i feel like he could lead you to a circle of trees and you'd be like okay
1: work yeah, yeah. it would be an abandoned <laughs> building like literally an abandoned building on the middle of a field and i'd be like you know what i want
0: somebody's barn adrian's just taking pipe in somebody's fucking barn
1: oh my god uh, no uh you were a sweet child. I'm sad I didn't do that. Now, I, again, yeah, I would go back to high school.
0: <laughs> you like, there's so many things I could have done different. I did some sketchy shit, like, in that realm in high school. I don't know if I would go back, because turn the page. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the scene is iconic. The silhouette of her just tearing his body apart is so stunning and it was gorgeous. so bad
0: for him, because there's, like, a moment where he, like... Realizes what's going on, and I'm just oh, it breaks my heart.
1: But it's so funny because like the two scenes that are happening are at once: are uh, needy having sex for the first time with Chip, Dude! and it's like, what is happening? Like there's so much back and forth. Chip is so funny in this movie; he's also really adorable, and he makes me Dude, laugh. Dude, it's when-
0: fucking hilarious because <laughs> Needy is having a moment; she's fucking freaking the fuck
1: out, and he. <laughs> Cause she randomly like sees what Jennifer's doing or feels what Jennifer's doing. I don't know what's happening right. there, but <laughs> he like pulls back and like looks
0: down at her, like impressed with himself, and he just keeps going. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And then he's a <laughs> song. he's like, "Am I too big?" <laughs> And she's literally like having a panic attack, and he's just like, Yeah, I'm getting her there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor chip, poor, poor chip. But yeah, they have like the whole like weird connection moment they have there. But it right. leads straight into their moment in Needy's bedroom, like the whole makeup. It scene. smells
0: like Thai food in here. Have y'all been fucking
1: <laughs> okay? You know what? I completely gloss over that. Does your sex smell like Thai food? No. <laughs> Right. It doesn't smell like Thai food to me. So I don't know if that's like a problematic saying. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive. I don't know what she's trying to say.
0: Probably like the, it smells like shrimp.
1: Oh. Probably
0: like some type of fish. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because like sex smells like sex. I don't know.
0: Also like salt. So like the soy sauce, maybe.
1: Extra salty, you know, that vibe.
0: Mm. Right. But making it full circle back to low shoulder. <laughs>
1: Yeah, scroll back to Low Shoulder. Then we also kind of get, yeah, them. I mean, we get to see what happens with Jennifer when they sacrifice her. It's so hilarious. Low Shoulder really is so funny. Adam Brody's very funny in this movie. That whole scene is, I don't know, it's the funniest sacrifice I've ever seen.
0: Just like the way that he's explaining what's going to happen. And then he's like, and now I'm going to kill you. And then like raises his hand <laughs> and starts stabbing the fuck out of her. It like it's, that death is, not death, but like that scene is so... Like, I don't know if it's right to say camp, but it's ridiculous.
1: It's pretty out there. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, but yeah, even in the scene, though, with the makeout scene, uh, we even get like the dialogue as well that Jennifer presents to Needy, where she's like, you know, we can play Boy from Girlfriend like we used to. So they definitely, of course. They've experimented. Been- yes. they Throughout their childhood. <laughs> sleepover. Those sleepover fantasies, you know, when you would go over and stay with somebody and you were like kind of attracted to them as a little queer kid. Sleepovers. So they definitely kind of nod to that as well. Great. Great scene. Great moment. Love it. And then Jennifer again gets manipulative then at that point though and tries to like turn Needy's thoughts back on her. Like so crazy. Jennifer's so insane in this movie. I mean she's an actual possessed demon but it only So I is like, she a succubus? I guess you can technically say that that's what type of demon she could okay, be. Okay
0: yeah I wasn't sure if like that's the vibe we were going There's for. There's definitely
1: succubite or... demon for sure. I've read about yeah. plenty of demons that target men and men only. So yeah, I definitely think she could be described as like a succubus, some type of succubus, if you will.
0: Well, I also love the line where Jennifer's like, "I'm gonna eat your soul and shit it out, Miss <laughs> Nikki." She's like, "I thought you only murder boys," and Jennifer says, "I go both ways."
1: Iconic. The whole ending scene, iconic in this like random. Uh, like, abandoned pool? Like, do we have know that is? Disgusting!
0: Fucking foul! Like, you will not catch me in that pool. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck if my boyfriend's dying in the pool. I'm not getting it.
1: Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but yeah, we get to this point because, I mean, again, after that whole make-out scene and needy throwing Jennifer out of her room. She tries to go and tell Chip, like, hey, you know, this is what's happening. Jennifer's a literal demon. And he doesn't,
0: Jennifer's he evil. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <Just> like, no, <laughs> not high school evil. Literally evil.
1: That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he like turns her back on her pretty much and doesn't believe her. So Jennifer uses that opportunity to get him alone, uh, try to eat him alive before Needy does come and, try, you know, come and save the day. Now, why is Needy dressed like she's going to like an 80s prom?
0: Right. um, I think her mom is just that, like, mm-hmm. detached, like, that she probably thinks that's still in fashion. And probably it's, like, probably her mom's prom dress and she's living through needy type of shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. She gives me, like, vibes. The mom gives me vibes, like, where she, like, every Sunday she makes, like, a microwave dinner and, like, watches, like, Sunday mass on, like, free television or something. She gives me, like, those vibes. So I can definitely see her putting needy in this whole outfit.
0: Microwave Salisbury steak.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A right. uh, TV dinner in foil, <laughs> even. Like, not even plastic. Like, she finds the older ones. Huh. That's her whole <laughs> vibe. But Jennifer's outfit, so gorgeous, so iconic. The bloodstained white dress at this point is, like, culturally relevant.
0: I could have done without the whole, like, um, the scene where Megan's mouth just, like, gets so big and has the ridiculous teeth. I could have done without that. Well, I
1: love that. It looks a little silly feel, now. Yeah.
0: I think, I was about to say, I think age plays into that a lot.
1: Yeah. Um. Because it's cool to see her be like a demonic, demonic creature. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Kind of ties into everything. But it does look very silly now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I kind of agree there. But I don't know. The whole scene is great. Pretty quick. The dialogue's quick, 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 as it would be with this film. And, yeah it's great chip unfortunately bites the bullet here and yeah poor chip he was great throughout the movie he was so sweet so kind i really do enjoy him and needy as like a couple as well i really like their chemistry together and he was very funny at times so sad to see him go but whatever and then we get the last scene in the (laughs) movie with jennifer and needy their whole flying around the room sequence and yeah needy kills jennifer quick shot to the heart and
0: (laughs) my tit she's like no your heart
1: <laughs> okay maybe the worst part of the movie <laughs> i hate that like, i think I it's so hell. fucking
0: hilarious when she's like my tits
1: <laughs> i <laughs> i love it
0: <laughs> i giggle every time
1: uh, and honestly so dramatic like when uh Needy rips off the fucking biff's necklace and she just like, <laughs> I, like falls <laughs> back onto the bed and i'm like not this demon being so affected by this <laughs> It was a hilarious moment for me. But yeah, Needy gets caught by Jennifer's mom. They think she's crazy and sends her to the mental facility. But in the exchange, she's bit by Jennifer. So she's pretty much supernatural at this point as well. Needy is as we come to see. Just
0: floating in the, her cell later.
1: Yes, girl. But then she goes and seeks revenge on Moshe and I mean, love it because those men are toxic. The film mm-hmm, itself mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. you know, again, go read that them article on jennifer's body it's fantastic but the movie itself is also definitely kind of displaying toxic uh toxic masculinity in its truest form and how it unfortunately trickles down and affects everybody that has to come and con- talk, uh come into contact with them it's the trauma that that plays. uh i can't even speak anymore and the trauma that that creates so needy goes and kills them and we love that for her
0: do you feel like it would be fair to list this as a rape revenge film?
1: Uh, No. Why? I, mean, I think it would. I mean, I think in vain of, of the movie, I mean, I think it's, I mean, with the whole van scene and her being taken away and even penetrated with the knife, I mean, you can definitely kind of see there's probably some type of commentary as well with the assault. That's probably definitely something that um, can be very apparent for some viewers. I think that's something that you can definitely look at it as. I mean, again, I mean we are reading into the movie. That's kind of what movies are for. That's what the art form is. So I think for some people you can look at it as some type of uh or at least that moment in the film as you know some type of assault. But I don't know. I don't even with that correlation and even with uh you know you being able to kind of see that within the movie, I don't think it like really focuses on that as like a main theme because mm-hmm. if you look at rape revenge movies and like watch them like the house last uh, the last house on the left and just i mean they're all like it's clear in what they're displaying you know i feel like this movie does a lot more i think that's probably something that's kind of indicated in the film and i think that's definitely something that they're probably also wanted to draw attention to um yeah. but i don't think it's like i don't think it falls within that subgenre. genre
0: I personally feel like it has the undertone needed because, I mean, they have the moment within the van and they let us kind of interpret it as we will or as we can. And then, like, she goes on to only continue to murder men. So I feel like it has the connotations.
1: It does. But, again, I think what Diablo Cody was doing was a lot more. Again, like I said, I think that's a portion of it and I think that's a big part in it. But, again, I think that there's a lot of stuff that she's bringing up in this film i think there's a mm-hmm. lot of topics that she's trying to address in this movie which maybe can kind of a can maybe make it feel like maybe like it's trying to do too much for some people
0: mm-hmm. but i do
1: think that she i think that's a part of it but again i don't think it falls directly within that subgenre. personally i don't but um i definitely think that's something that she was definitely wanting to kind of bring awareness to as she does i mean the film itself again is a ploy on. Like, yeah, toxic masculinity, sexual assault. I mean, she's looking into these things, queer relationships. Religion is slightly uh, hinted at in this film as well. But she is kind of speaking for a lot of people's experiences with this movie, while also keeping it really, really fun, to be honest. And she does a great job. Like, I think it's brilliantly written, um, although corny at times, very corny. I think she does a great job. And I think the direction with it, as well as... Really fun. The shots again are gorgeous. The entire kitchen scene is beautifully shot. And the soundtrack is ace. Like, I don't know. It's great. The acting's great. The performances are great. It's fun. And I don't like personally, I think I don't know. I don't know why people wouldn't like this movie. It's just a good time.
0: I see a lot of people compare it to Ginger Snaps. And while I haven't seen Ginger Snaps, um, so I was gonna ask you like, do you think that's a fair comparison?
1: Mm, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I
0: love Ginger Snaps. So you think, like, people who, like, vibe with Ginger Snaps should vibe with Jennifer's Body?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, I've seen that argument as well from people that, like, you know, the Ginger Snaps did it before Jennifer's Body, whatever. But, yeah, it's pretty similar. Like, it's a very similar thing. But I think that movie, Ginger Snaps, oh, my God, brilliant movie. And it came out eight years before this, I think. Nine years before this. It came out in 2000. Uh, But it also kind of kind of tackles some of the same topics that Jennifer's body does in what it's presenting. And again, I, I don't know. I think Diablo totally does a great job with the movie. I think it's a good time. And I think it, I think it delivers on everything that she's wanting to bring some type of topic of conversation to, whether that be toxic masculinity, whether that be sexual assault, whether that be queer relationships, whatever it may be, I think she brings awareness to them in a very, very, very fun way. A very digestible way.
0: Um, I also saw that Blake Lively auditioned for Jennifer's part and Brie Larson for Needy. Like, how did? How do you feel about that, Cassie? Like, would? How do you think it would change the film with them versus Amanda and Megan?
1: Hmm. I really like who we got. Like
0: personally, I don't vibe with like. Like lively as Jennifer, like me, either
1: at all. No, Megan Fox is Jennifer's check. Like, that's just it. I could definitely see Brie Larson playing Needy, though. I love Brie Larson. I hate Brie Larson. Why? Uh, She's annoying.
0: I think I just don't like
1: Captain Marvel. What? Captain Marvel's great. She's great in United States of Terra. I love Brie Larson.
0: Captain Marvel is ridiculous because it's like the movie. Uh It feels like they tried (laughs) to give us like a. A female superhero to like cling for females to cling to. But she's so God modded that like it's fucking pointless. Like I don't need her. I want her, I want to see her fail and we never do. And that's problematic.
1: No, it's not. Listen, this isn't an MCU podcast, but. The issue at hand, I mean, there's a lot of characters in general that are like that in those superhero movies. Unfortunately, you know, she's just one of them. I think the issue at hand is for a lot of people, like if a Superman or anybody else, Thor, even in some instances, like nobody's going to complain about them being god-modded, you know. So it's just like, but we
0: see Thor's like downsides. We see where he gets depressed and where he gains weight and he like goes into this bigo thing and like disappears from the universe. But like captain marvel's always just saving the day like the only reason that she's not there is because she's on another
1: we've seen through like so many movies we've seen his character he started out just as cookie cutter as she did and we seen we saw him progress and go through a lot of trauma and get to where he was i mean she barely like literally just popped up i do think that they in marvel as a whole i mean i think that they have like some issues i know people are like always like marvel marvel but a a lot of what they're doing i think is a little misguided at times and i think a lot of their unfortunate like what they've been doing like with the black widow movie and with captain marvel and a lot of those mcu fanboys just get up their panties get in a bunch because it's a woman film um and you know there's people that are sitting there being like can you calm the fuck down but i do think it's an issue because they're kind of bringing in these characters or at least giving these characters the spotlight when it feels like it's just like it doesn't, like, fit in the current timeline. Like, they're just trying to, like, show us these women now because people are upset that they've been denying these women the opportunity of being able to be expanded on until, you know, 2020 and 2019. Like, it took them so long to do it. Right.
0: They give us these storm storylines when it's convenient for them, and that just, like, feeds into the whole, like, problem because we focused on these men for so fucking long, and now you're giving us crumbs for the females but it's only because we've been fucking fighting you for how long mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. anyways i don't think brie larson would hit as needy as well as needy does or as uh amanda Seafried.
1: i think she'd do great i do think amanda Seafried is is needy though at this point i mean it's been fucking what 12 years since this movie came out so i mean i can't see anybody at this point playing them but Back in that time frame, and if we were to switch it, I think Brie Lushen would be able to nail it. I don't think like Lily would be a good Jennifer. Personally.
0: I just picture her from, a, like, what, her Gossip, Gossip Girl? Girl days. Yeah, that's okay. what I was going to say. Or, like... Um, Is she
1: bitching that show? I've never seen Gossip Girl.
0: Yes, she's one of the most pain bitchy, bitchy uh, characters. I think her name's Serena. But anyways, uh, I'm trying to think of, like the recent movie that she was in where, like, she makes best friends with Anna Kendrick and then, oh, like, that movie. pretends that she's dead. Uh, I, that shit's wild. It was a good movie, but I feel like she's just built for, like, that bitchy character, so, like, in that way, yeah, she would work as Jennifer, but Megan Fox just hits different, like. Yeah, she does. She bodies.
1: <laughs> also, if it was, like, two, I mean, it's still two white girls, but if it was, like, two blonde white girls, like, with each other, I'd be probably bored. <laughs> <laughs> At least the dark hair is a little interesting with Megan, but.
0: So one last question. Sure. Like, and we already addressed it a little bit because we, we both feel like we're both NeNe and Jennifer at the same time. We're interchangeable. But if we were one of the male characters, who would you be?
1: Oh, I have no idea. No. Who would you be?
0: Colin Gray, girl. <laughs> like, oh,
1: okay.
0: So emotional.
1: I don't see myself as any of these guy characters, to be quite honest. No? No. Hmm. I can't think of myself, like, realistically being one. I guess...
0: I feel like you would... The closest is probably, like, the lead singer of Low Shoulder. I
1: was like, maybe, yeah, because he's pretty uh, snappy, I guess, with his comments. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody speaks (laughs) to me. If I'm I'm being honest as everybody, I probably feel like I probably am most... Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jennifer and Needy are like so interchangeable. Like those are literally my two personalities. That's like literally my Leo rising and then my two uh, water signs like being so sensitive underneath it all. So <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're both like literally me. But I love this movie. Stormy, do we love
0: this movie? Do we recommend? So good. Thumbs up.
1: I honestly could keep talking about this movie. Like there's so many things that I could still like talk about with this movie. Like, I can go scene by scene girl and like just dive into it because it's so good Just we didn't even talk the about outfits. fashion moments ah, that's that what? <laughs> even the fashion moments in this movie are like insane
0: oh my god the pink outfit with the hearts that's so like early 2000s like the mid crop jacket yes. ridiculous i wanted it for so long and like low-key kind of still do but ridiculous
1: I mean, the fashion isn't, like, as jaw-dropping as, like, Jawbreaker or anything like that. Like, because Rose McGowan and parties were stunting in those hallways. But Jennifer does have some cute little moments. It's She's always wearing jackets. This town is very cold. It's really giving me some Forks, Washington vibes.
0: But she's also wearing skirts.
1: I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I guess that's more of the fashion. Like you said, like, jackets were a really big thing at this time. So she's rocking them. She looks good in all of them. And yeah, and the dress, again, like we talked about, is iconic. Really, honestly, Jennifer just looks great this entire movie. It's her fashion moments. She looks great.
0: Even when she looks like shit.
1: She looks great. Literally mm-hmm. so stunning. But yeah, the movie's available on Hulu at the moment. It's the theatrical cut that's on Hulu. So it's not the unrated version or director's cut or anything. It's the theatrical. Um, and yeah, it's great. I love Jennifer's body. Uh, in recent rewatches, it's becoming more and more of a comfort movie for me. And it's becoming more and more one of my favorites, I would say.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it really spoke to me when I was younger. And I think it's just fun now as I get older. It's a vibe. I'm glad it was our first in our academic horror month.
1: Oh, yeah. What a great way to start. Right.
0: We're off. Was it off to a great start?
1: (laughs) We really are. Carrie's going to be fun next week, everybody. Carrie's going to be insane. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about fucking gary like you have no idea stephen king's first novel mm. you know our introduction to him love it so much to talk about sissy spacek is amazing okay well we'll get into it next week because <laughs> that movie's insane it's so crazy um i'm gonna try to re-watch the remake too if i can because
0: mm, again okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happened
0: good luck to you
1: but yeah thanks everybody for joining us and starting academic horror month with us We're going to have a good time. We probably will talk a lot about our high school experience throughout this entire (laughs) month because these movies will trigger something in us to talk about something that happened to us. So be prepared for that. And yeah, thanks for joining us. Stormy, where can everybody find this?
0: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Podbean and Spotify and all the streaming places. You can email us at slash her pod at gmail.com. DMs are always open. We love you so much and stay spooky, guys.
1: Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.